Uh, cool. So there we go. Our housekeeping is taken care of. And uh, why don't we go ahead and, and start this thing? And by this oh, thing, this? by this thing, I am, of course, referring to the Enemy Slime podcast, episode number 155. 155. Did you know that not a single human being is, has lived to 155? Not a one. Nobody has lived Why to 155 I, podcasts. Was I supposed to expect that someone lived to 155? Was like, that a thing I'm supposed to think happened? I mean, I googled it. No one's lived that long. You can, I mean, okay. You can ask Methuselah. Oh, I, I feel like I could have told you that. Read your Bible, it. Jared. Actually, yeah, you guys are right. There are people in the Bible who are way older than 155. No, so never mind. Like a thousand. Like yeah. 158. Yeah, at least. Minimum. Uh, I'm your usual host, Jared. As you've probably gathered by now, I'm joined tonight by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Yo, yo, what up, my homeboys? I have Mr. Michael Mahoney. A very good evening to you. I have Doug Wilson, Esquire. Hey, hey. And I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Bringing you what you want, the word of the Lord. And we are your merry band huh. to, to take you into the world of games this week, starting with the tragic cancellation of Scalebound, the game everyone was so psyched for. Uh, it took every ounce of my self-control not to throw myself off of the top. Apparently, of the a lot of people that. were super, super devastated. They must have I mean, how many, seen like how, footage of it. I think that. <laughs> let me let me let me ask this: How many games allow you to be a douchebag, riding a reptile? Ah, uh, three. What game? What game would you suggest? Are you a douchebag riding a reptile? Uh, Adventure Island 2. Adventure Island (laughs) 2. There's there's Super Mario World. Oh, so Mario's a a douchebag? He can go for the uh, reptile. I mean, he does ride around on a reptile. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Only douchebags have a mustache like that. Well, I mean, nowadays, yes, but you have to remember that, you know... (laughs) uh, Mario's from a different time, but... And, well, I feel like in that time period... Only douchebags wore uh, coveralls. While today his mustache oh, is ironic. He's a blue collar worker, you Washington, not Washington, uh, New York elitist. Try again. Ah, we've never, we've never seen him That's do any work. Or have we? Is there a game where Mario does work? Uh, um, no. Oh, there's, uh, there's that uh, Game & Watch one where he's loading a truck with Luigi. Also a wrecking through. So what? He's like, he's Italian. He probably robbed someone. I mean, what? Yeah, that's work. That's work. Yeah, yeah. our wrecking crew where that's he's like fucking demolition. Mario Wrecking Crew? I don't think I know this. Wrecking Crew is an old Game & Watch title. I, I feel like Mario Wrecking Crew means something very different. I oh, it's just Wrecking Crew. It's not Mario. I feel like with Wrecking Crew, what you do is you get like Princess Daisy in a room and then Mario and Luigi head in there and, and you close the door. And then the game happened. Oh, it was uh, it was on the NES too. Oh, look at this! Mario was getting into all kinds of trouble. Let's see. What's the Mario game? How come? How come we don't celebrate Mario nearly as much as we celebrate Sonic? Well, he's just a less, Mario's good. He's a less compelling character. Mario's That's in true. good games usually. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mar- uh, Mario doesn't need our pity. Watch your fucking mouth. Are you? 
Are you honestly telling me that Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 was not one of the greatest games of all time? Uh, it's subpar. So what about what about? Um, I'm ready. Sonic Battle. I don't know what that is. So you don't know you don't know what Sonic Battle is? Nope. But you've you've uncovered my lack of Sonic uh, knowledge and uh, uh, okay. Well, you no longer get to lead Sonic Rizikon. Okay, fine. One of you do it. All right, fine. So I guess you can all you all at home can tell how broken up we are over Scalebound. So yeah, what I was gonna say is that it's it's interesting (laughs) to me that everybody's so like sad about it, uh, and everybody's like riding up against Microsoft. But like looking at like all the information that's been coming out, I don't know if like Microsoft should actually be commended for canceling a game that looked like it was gonna suck. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm I'm actually being serious. I mean, so so, so tell us the story, Lucio. You know the story of how this got canceled. So the story is that. it just came out like with a statement saying, "Oh, you know, we're sorry, we are canceling Scalebound, uh, but we still are confident about our lineup or whatever bullshit PR answer they have." And then like rumors started coming out that uh, you know Microsoft kept changing the scope of the project and they wanted more, and Platinum was struggling to make it run on the Xbox One, and uh, apparently at the end of uh, 2016 there was a pretty bad spat between Hideki Kamiya and whoever from Microsoft was in charge oh of... Oh, my God. Are you telling me that he's a hard person to get along with? I don't believe that. No, no. He, he's, you know, he's the fucking silky. He's the prince. Yeah, man. Well, I don't know what you're implying. You probably blocked him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, um, so, anyway, there was a pretty bad spat. So, like, they stopped production for about a month while these two douchebags were like not talking to each other um so everybody started kind of like falling on microsoft and i mean whatever man you can hate microsoft for a lot of you know legitimate reasons um but it sounded to me like it was just a matter of two companies not agreeing on how to work with each other uh, and then somebody came in and said that the game was shitty and they canceled it. And I think it's kind of bossy because, I mean, you're talking about a console that it's in sore need of exclusives, right? Um, even if they're shitty, they could have made some money with Scalebound and they would have had another game that, you know, PS4 doesn't have. I mean, they put out, Wait, are, they put are, out are, record, are you telling so... me? They put out record, exactly. So, like, do they really give a oh. shit about quality? Like, they can't care that much. <laughs> I, I mean, think it I mean, was I, just I, that shit. I, 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 it sounds to me like you're suggesting there's still Xbox ones out there that aren't used as space heaters. Well, it was also for PC. So. But yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, sure. Wait, scale could have used, be for PC? Could have used it, right? So, like, the, the cynic in me says that they could have just, you know, released it uh, as a complete broken piece of shit that doesn't, like, reach 15 FPS... Um, and you know, playing platinum, platinum would have taken their check, and everybody would have been happy, uh, except for the gamers who nobody cares about, right? Um, clearly, but uh, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily think that Microsoft did something bad, and it sounds like 
it so, sounds so, like Camilla might be out because they say that he went on a uh, leave to clear his mind, which in corporate slang might mean we are waiting to push him out when things aren't as visible as they are. Um, when there's a high-profile failure like this and somebody gets sent to leave, it usually means that they're going to be fired. I'm like so fascinated by this topic, but I, I, that I have to ask you this question. When you say there are a lot of legitimate reasons to hate uh, on Microsoft, is one of those reasons Windows NT? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I never used to. Yeah, sure. Jay. Well, the... Tell me about all the times, Jay, that you were using Windows NT. Um, there was last week. Okay. And I was I, I had Windows uh, NT open, and you know I I, I had Netscape Netscape Navigator up. Uh huh. Um, and you know I was trying to browse into my to my email. I had just I had just I had just gotten an AOL free trial, and I was browsing my email so that I could copy. Uh, something to uh, Corel Word, um, and then and then Windows NT, it it gave me the little uh, um, little paperclip guy who's like your 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 computer is dying. It has an STI, and I was like, oh, how how did that happen? So I took it, I took it into the Wiz to get it looked at. And at the Wiz, they told me that uh, you know my window, my my computer was infected with the STI because I have Windows NT. Jay, I'm gonna miss you when they take you away to the hospital. <laughs> that was a recap of 1993 for our listeners. Uh, it was pre- it was pretty close. Um, so not bad. Well done. I think uh, <laughs> I think NT was only for business, if I remember correctly. <laughs> So, uh, you know, bear in mind that Jay was doing all of this at work in 1994. Yeah, I was doing all this all at work. And then I went to, yeah, I went to, this was, I mean, this was the time when everyone was running flat tops and the the hit album was uh, Will Smith's Parents Just Don't Understand. And the best movie was Kid in Play or House Party. I think you mean Three Ninjas. Thank you. Uh, Well, it was actually probably Jurassic Park. (gasps) Surf Ninjas. Oh, it was actually <laughs> Surf Ninjas. I'm looking at the uh, at the box office gross, and you're right. Surf Ninjas did uh, surpass Jurassic Park. It made half only a film, billion dollars. Only filmed best passed, picture in two different years. It even passed the Lost World that had like the gymnast uh, kick a raptor in the chin. The I, Surf Ninjas? Yes, I remember that scene. Is there a part in Surf Ninjas where that happened? No, that's in that's in the Jurassic Park two in Lost World. Oh man, we never did get a Surf Ninjas Jurassic Park crossover. That, that's true. Surfing dinosaurs. Dark that's, days. that's where the money is. You know, those we never got. We never got a Street Sharks crossover uh, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also, no, no, no. What we needed was a stu- no, 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 no. Shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. Shut is- up. Micro- I never Micro- thought of trying that. Mark- Just tell Jay to shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you tell him, Lucio. Micro- from Mars with Street Sharks. Yeah, no, that I think that actually probably happened, didn't it? Like, doesn't that seem no, like uh, doesn't that seem like peanut butter and jelly to put those two together? Why, why are you telling me to shut up when everyone else has been like flowing for a while? Oh, it was just a general shut up. Blue Polar Sun was you. <laughs> hey, you, you. <laughs> That's not. It's not bad logic. 
Um, I now I forgot what I was gonna say. I just have to circle back to this and point out that we cannot talk about Scalebound for more than like five minutes. I don't so think I mean, anybody here actually cares. It's a shitty game. It's no just, one wanted it. Looked, it yeah, I mean, like, if you, I if you guys remember, uh, do you remember watching about <laughs> like the actual footage of it and how? Yeah, like, I remember watching the footage and bad it's so framey and i mean like it barely <laughs> looked like it was running and the I thing mean, is, is apparently it hasn't looked any really better back to the you're really pretty neat for bringing it back to the 90s but scale bound looks like it belonged in the 90s and it would have been good back then either the main character had headphones wow what a cool <laughs> dude <laughs> oh, but, God. Um, there are like so many articles on scale bound and how like it was the end of the world too one, uh, one, one last thought before we, we wrap up Scalebound is like, there's a lot of like brouhaha on the internet over this, but Platinum has never been like super big on the mass market either. I was yeah. looking at their list of games and I'm not, I'm seeing a lot of misses and not a whole lot of hits. Yep. I don't know. And I guess with Platinum, you just have to kind of know what you like and, and, um, Every 14th game is good. Okay, sounds good. Like for example, this year is probably going to be near Automata is going to be good. And then probably nothing else. And they'll go out of business because they make more shit than they make good. I don't know, man. They're still here. Didn't they like do the... um, Hey, are you saying Star Fox Hero was in a masterpiece? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The last Ninja Turtles and then then, then, uh, Jarrett had news on that. Like, what, what happened to the last Ninja Turtles the Platinum did? Oh, it was it was uh, one of the worst games I've ever played. Uh, didn't you say it was like? <laughs> didn't you say it was like playing a headache? Basically, I, I, I don't know if I said that, but I Something feel like, like that's that. probably right. It, 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 oh man, everything about it is wrong. Like, imagine. Let's uh, let me let me paint this picture for you. Let's say that uh, Jay will understand because he's a filmmaker. Let's say Jay uh, is is a filmmaker and he's really good at. Uh, at, at comedies like he's just he's a funny fucking guy and so i come to him and i'm like jay here's uh here's 17 million dollars i want you to make me a triple a hollywood uh comedy i want you to get uh, uh jeff rogan and uh and uh bill bill later and uh and uh david david spade and i want you to put them all in a movie and let the chucks roll forward and then Jay casts all those people in like a Philadelphia remake <laughs> that's totally serious and not at all amusing. That's basically what Platinum did with, with Ninja Turtles. Like someone came to them and they're like, make a fun action game. And they're like, what if we implemented MMO elements? Are you serious? <laughs> that had no. Yeah, you have no. you have a you have you have a action skills and cooldowns, just like in an MMO. Like you don't you Why? don't you don't do like cool combos. You use your special move and then wait for it to recharge. What was so hard about just like doing turtles in time? I don't Platinum know. version. I don't know. Didn't it's also it? simple, right? It was it was literally one of the simplest things for them not to fuck up, and they fucked it up colossally. Nailed it. Yeah. So anyway, the, the platinum needs a win. I think that might be onto something here. Because lately, I think, it's I, been... think, I, think, I think literally every other game is awful. You have like Mad World, and then you have like Infinite Space, and then there's Bayonetta, which is a high point, and then there's Vanquish, and then Anarchy Marine, and then there's Metal Gear Rising, which is good, and Wonderful 101, which is not good. Bayonetta 2, 
There's like some core transformers. It's like actually every. I thought Devastation was actually pretty good. I was surprised. Really? Yeah, uh, I bought it for my kids, and it's it's, it's fun. I mean, it's not Bayonetta levels, but it's good. That's interesting that they could like get Transformers Devastation right, but they can't do Quora or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or Star Fox, man. Well, Star Fox I, I can see them Nintendo's fucking fault. up Star Fox. Like, that seems easy. To, to be fair, I think it's more Nintendo's fault pushing the fucking weird... I don't know what kind of like two-headed uh, monster they had testing their games that can look at the screen and the pilot at the same time. Um, but that's what really fucked it up. The game itself wasn't that bad. So, uh, I mean, anyway, in, in summary, Platinum is totally off the rails right now. I don't know what the fuck's going on uh, or, or what they're doing. but And, and getting rid... I, I mean, I understand one, one that them... uh, Kamiya is, like, notoriously awful to work with. But he's also kind of the only talent they have at the moment. Yeah, getting rid of Kamiya would be a huge... So, I mean, this is, this is like a... This could be like a Konami getting rid of Kojima kind of deal where, like, this that could that could seal it <laughs> like it could be a bad move so yeah yeah you're not kidding but i mean um, you know you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day but like i i even thought when i was when we were very first discussing this i was thinking to myself i'm like there's no way kamiya is worth the like heartache and the trouble that he brings and then i pulled up his list of games and he's done a lot of stuff i forgot about like he directed resident evil 2 yeah. yeah. Uh, he. I. He basically a, created Devil May Cry. Created Devil May Cry. Devil created Cry. Beautiful Joe. He. He. He did the story and directed Okami. I mean, shit. Like that's actually a pretty nice resume. I hated the Wonderful One Hundred One, but like, for the most part, he definitely has more hits than misses. I think and you should. Uh, to be fair, you are you are in the minority in Wonderful One Hundred One. I haven't played it, but most people seem to like it. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Most people do like it. It's stupid. It's a bad game. Sorry. I. Or arguing. Oh, he, did, uh, he did the best Phoenix Ride as well. And Trials and Tribulations is the best of them. Is it? Um, I never uh, played past the first one. Oh, no, wait. I remember I feel this like... one. Maybe I did play this. Yeah, it's the one, so... it's the one with the uh, um, guy that drinks coffee all the time. Anyway, I hope that Platinum doesn't get rid of him. Um, not necessarily because it's the smartest move, but just because I really don't think they can. They they have Nier Automata coming out in March, and I played the demo, and I was really happy with what I played. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so was I actually. I was like, this is actually kind of fun. What? Um, what even? Funny, what, what funny even story. kind of game is that? Like, I don't even know what what sort of is it an RPG? It's, go, it's going to be kind of like a hybrid RPG action game. Hmm. Okay. Um, and the combat is really good. It's very platinum, like good platinum combat. Uh, and he has like Yoko. I'm sure Yoko Taro's up to some his crazy bullshit. In fact, uh, a... this weekend they um, they were like trying to egg him to talk about like all the porn of the main character. And in the interview, he basically just said something along the lines of, "There's too much porn for me to look at. If my fans could please send me a zip file weekly of all the porn that they find, that would be great." Wait, just <laughs> general porn? No, of oh, no, the, uh, of the character. Uh, oh, the new one, the new, uh, the automatic. Game. You were, See, you were. Uh, hang on, Doug was gonna. What were you saying, Doug? Oh, I was just gonna make a smart ass comment. But, uh, but actually, Classic back to the, <laughs> but back to the the porn thing. I, I saw this on Reddit, and then I tried it during the demo. But if you like, try and look at the main character's butt, she'll like move. 
Well, Lucia successfully got a picture of it, and there's really? nothing there. She looks like she looks like a Barbie doll. That's covered she in is a Barbie doll. <laughs> but she looks she, like she's one. She literally too. is a robot. I right, don't know why she's I, I mean, I, I don't, don't know, know why you, you agreed on this point, so I don't know why you're like battling me on it. That you know, I'm not battling you. I'm just saying, like, pointing out, like, I don't know why she wears. Uh, uh, yeah, she was like the, she's dressed like in a super like sexy short skirt. I don't yeah, know. You don't see the she, robots she's, of Zakistan wearing underwear. Right. But she's uh, got like she's got these panties on, but they're covering literally. Like yeah, they're just like her, her, her everything down there is smooth as hell. It looks like a it looks like a a, a Barbie doll, literally. Yeah, um, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but like the, the her like skirt has like this really like high slit. So, like, any move will just, like, basically result in an upskirt, which is, like, why? I mean, whatever. People seem to be enjoying it, though. But, I mean... Don't say. At least, at least she doesn't have a giant dick. That is true. That's the one unfortunate thing. <laughs> right. We all wish. We can all dream. I mean, I guess we don't know. It is a robot, so maybe she has it, like, tucked in somewhere. I don't know. She might have it tucked in somewhere. So, would you have to play uh, the other games in the series to play Automata, do you think, Lucio? Or No, no, I don't think it's going to be. It's probably going to be a, a situation like it was with um, the original year where, like, if you play Guard, you will see little connections. But I doubt that it's going to be and something. I know you've explained this before, so I'm sorry, but so... Near is a Drakengard game, right? Near takes place. <laughs> Near takes place in the world of the last ending of Drakengard One, which is yeah, not see. the same, not the same world as Drakengard uh, Two, but it is the same world as Drakengard Three. See, the, 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 this is what he does. Like, like this dude, he does. These fucking endings. Um, I have just, a, I have a really hard on, on the side <laughs> that you can read. Yeah. Um, so so what more does does Automata take place in? Does it have any connection to Nier at all? Not that I saw in the demo. So I don't know. Well, um, I think it could be very s- simply like the future of the world. That year takes place in. Yeah, I can see that. Um, there were also these things called replicants that were kind of like robotish, so maybe that's where it comes from. But uh, I'm, pro- I'm pretty sure as I play the game, I'm going to notice more. Well, it might also be more of a Xeno Saga to Xeno Gears type thing, too. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> people. Don't necessarily realize like how like fucking out of normal this guy is. Like I think he's just like crazy. He's he's crazy, yeah. <laughs> he's fucking like you know whatever. Like I mean, he does stuff like maybe I didn't even know I didn't even know what his real face like, looked like. I, I like for years I didn't know what his real face looked like because he always wore this fucking creepy moon mask in public. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I wish I had a moon mask. Like, I think that a lot. Hey, let's talk about anything else. <laughs> how about how about yeah. uh, 
I, I actually I, I want to lead with uh, with, with uh, Yakuza if that's not a problem for anybody because it's probably I know that what you can talk about is limited, so I don't think we'll be spending a ton of time on it. Um, but it's exciting because it's a pre-release game and it doesn't come out for even like a couple weeks. Uh, oh, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sega did a really nice job getting us some uh, pre-release time with it. So, um, how how are you finding Yakuza Zero, Michael? Um, so I have to preface my all of my comments by saying that this is very much an indulgence for me. This is a this is a series that I've been fond of for a long time, and even though I know that objectively they're not they're not super good, I still love them a lot. So take that take it all with a grain of salt. But Yakuza Three, or I'm sorry, Yakuza Zero is probably one of the best in the series. Maybe like second or even first best in the series. It's really good. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty high praise for somebody who likes Yakuza as much as you. So, so Maka, you're saying the check cleared? Hmm? Yes. Um, <laughs> you can't see, but I'm wearing a golden suit right now. <laughs> you got, new, I saw, you got uh, new gold teeth. I saw a gif of um, the Yakuza guy fighting a bear. I haven't done that yet, but it sounds kind of in, in line with something that I might do in that game. Okay. It looked interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I've already told you, and I think we talked about this in the chat, that um, my problem with Yakuza is more that it's, I want it to be a different game than what it is, but mm-hmm. I can see how people like it. What so, do you want it to be? A MOBA? A Devil May Cry. <laughs> <laughs> a collectible car game, Jay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think we discussed, yeah, I think you, you kind of wanted more of like a Sleeping Dogs type game. Yeah, exactly. So wait, yeah. so that's what I kind of thought it was. What what exactly is a Yakuza game like? I've never even played it. What is you the Yakuza like? one? So the <laughs> games take place in... It's it's basically like a, a mock-up of Kabuki Cho in Tokyo, like the kind of seedy uh, entertainment district where you have all of your your brothels and your your arcades and basically anything that you'd want to spend money on. Uh, so it's modeled after that, but it also takes place in Dotenbori in Osaka, which is w- w- like my old stomping grounds. So that's really exciting for me. But um, your character basically, you walk around the area and, I mean, kind of what happens most of the times, you're walking around like uh, doing your different missions it's it's a linear story though, so it's not like Grand Theft Auto where you'll go to, you know, one guy and get a mission there, and go to one guy and get a mission there. It's more like you're you're kind of participating in this main story, but as you do it, you know, little side stuff happens. Um, you'll get accosted on the streets by uh, like you know other mafiosos or different people, and you'll get into fights with them. So there's a brawling aspect to it, um, which is a lot of fun, but. Kind of what really makes the game charming to me is there's just a lot of side stuff to do. So, for example, in this game, uh, you'll be you'll be walking along, you'll drop into a bar, and you'll run into a journalist, and the journalist is watching a guy who he thinks is an arms dealer. So you get involved with that, and you like help him try to set up a fake arms deal so that he can you know get his story. Uh, but other times you're doing like really mundane stuff. I walked out of a building. And this weirdo in a uh, like spandex costume accosted me to go play RC cars with his like RC club. Yeah, RC that's, super <laughs> that's super but mundane. That's super mundane. The RC car stuff is, and I and I spent like three hours racing RC cars with that guy. Wait, 
Are RC cars the ones that are, ones that are on the track? Uh, I I always thought of them slot, as the ones you get. Cars. I think they're all called the same slot thing. cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, there's different cars, types of yeah. I don't know. Are I'm not like an still, enthusiast, but do you, do you still romance hostesses and all that stuff? I think that's coming. Uh, that's something that actually I'm kind of impressed because it's that's something that they've traditionally taken out of uh, the Western releases. And in this one, it looks like you're going to get the hostess management simulator, which was actually a really enjoyable aspect of uh, three and um, and four. So, Wait, so hold, I, hold, I assume hold on. that that's short for pimp, right? Like, or long mm, for pimp, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> you manage a hostess club, so you know the customers come to like pay. Uh, they they chat with the girls, they serve them drinks, like their cigarettes. So. It's more like a paid companionship type thing, but it's it's basically Hooters. It's the Japanese version of Hooters. it sounds like the girls actually like want something to do with you, though. Well, that's the uh, idea is that they have to pretend. Don't want to do they have to pretend. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just the Utah Hooters, which, by the way, just closed. Uh, tra- oh, thank oh, God! Tragically. That place was a nightmare. So now where well, now where will I go to get ignored? Who speaks? <laughs> I, I've never been ignored. Like, 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 that's why you go to Hooters so that you get female attention <laughs> and wings and good wings. They know you're um, a New Yorker and you won't make any moves. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, it's also it's also a joke that that's not going to track for anyone that's not not subscribed to our, our pre-show. Hey, now's a good time to let so. everybody know that for the low, low price of however the fuck much money it is, <laughs> you, can, you can listen to the Enemy Slime pre-show and get all these great jokes about Zakistan and whatever else. And New Yorkers, New Yorkers not getting any. Yep. Anyway, um, continue. See, I had a serious question about, about, about Yakuza. And, Go for it. And now you guys totally sidetracked me. Because I, I played... I, what, what's the one, uh, Mike, over you spend some time in prison? Because that's the one I played. So, uh, you, oh, go, you go to prison ahead. in the first one. Okay, so that's the only one I played, man. Okay, so, so it's come um, a long way since then. I, I'm still just right. not like I'm not getting a grip. I think on uh, yeah. this one thing. Hey, no, no, no. Let me. I have a very specific question. Mm-hmm. If I want to in Yakuza, can mm-hmm. I pull like my Grand Theft Auto move where I get in a car, drive to a random place of town, and then just like kill everyone I see? No, no, you nope. Okay. You're you're on you're on foot for the whole time, and you can only engage in fighting with like people who accost you. So okay, so that's a well, big he, that's he a big way where it differs fish, from like, like sleeping dogs, right? Yeah, right, exactly. Okay, uh, now I understand. Now continue. Tell me about your adventures. What what's what's like a standout mission that you've done so far in this game? Well, you know, part of the part of the charm of this game is on on one hand. It'll have these very cinematic, like hardcore, organized crime, you know, beat down missions where like there's one point where I I quit my my Yakuza crime family uh, because I have something that I need to do. And their response is that they're going to kill me. So basically I go from like the top floor down, beat the hell out of everybody in the way. And in this game, the fighting is so very satisfactory or satisfying like it's really? it's not particularly deep especially in these early levels where i haven't learned a whole lot of moves but when you're beating on people in that game it feels so good it's like it just you can feel how brutal it is especially so when you use, use i mean yeah does you still use the combo system yeah you have combos like you'll um when you start out the game like they've they've really expanded uh 
your options in the game. So when you start out, you actually don't have that much. But as you as you build out your character, you get better and better and get more combos, more skills. Um, one of the big things is you have heat actions. So as you as you fight guys, you like build up a, a bar, you know, like it's kind of like a charge bar. But when it hits a certain level, you can do a heat action where like if you're grabbing the guy, you'll do a little cinematic where you smash their face into the wall. And as they're sliding down the wall, you'll kick them in the back of the head and smash their face into the wall. Or, um, you know, a really good one is you'll pick up a motorcycle and you'll shove it in the guy's face and then you'll uh, turn it on. And you'll like shred up their face with the uh, with the wheel. My goodness. It's <laughs> like brutal. You, like you do. Such violence. <laughs> You know, it, it, it runs the gamut from being, like, almost cringeworthy in how gruesome it is to to being kind of off the wall and funny. Like, you grab a you grab a box of nails and you shove it in their face and then you kick them in the mouth, that kind of stuff. But Holy shit, how many Yakuza's are there? Uh, probably, like, eight or nine at this point. They've, That's there's quite crazy. a few that I didn't get no releases. Clue. There, were, there were several that didn't get releases here in the States. There was um, a zombie one where we're, like, at the height of the whole zombie thing. It's, I it's think there worth, might have been two zombie ones. It's worth noting, too, that Yakuza 0 in particular has already been available for almost a year, I think, in Japan. Yeah, it released last year, which is which is pretty common. They don't get American releases right off the bat. Um, and I don't... That makes me sad, because they're, they're games that I really enjoy. But at the same time, I would imagine they're kind of hard to sell to an American audience, because they are very Japanese. Um, I don't know that it's that, that it's very Japanese, but I, I felt like you know I, I I feel like there's a difference in what Japanese gamers like and what Western gamers like. No, exactly. Um, so I, and you know I, 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 I the, the the mechanics of Yakuza just never jived with me. Yeah, I have the same problem. I've never tried one, and now I'm really curious. Like it actually, this sounds like something I might like. It's it's pretty fun. Um, like I said, I, I to me it's. It's special because it was something that I picked up when I first moved to Japan. It's something that I used to learn Japanese. Um, oh, here's here's a good example. So, um, the first main character he he does his stuff in Tokyo. The second main character he's in Osaka, which is where I was. And as soon as they put me in his shoes, they put me in Dotenbori, which I said was like it's a downtown area, and it's iconic for this bridge that goes over a uh, river. It's got a bunch of like big neon signs, and you know, it's to me, it's very emblematic of the whole area. Like, it's very lively. There's a lot of people. It's really awesome to you know be there and enjoy that energy. So I, when yeah, I, put yeah. in, I, ha- I had the same experience playing Go Go Nippon. Did you go to the bridge? I sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it sounds really. Hey, it hey, sounds, J- it sounds Jay, very what are you gonna do with Go Go Nippon Two, man? I, it's it? not Nippon 2, it's a remake called 2016. I have no interest in playing it. Hang on, I want to know... Would you remake, why, why would you remake a game that came out like two years ago? What is special about this bridge, though? <laughs> Don't... Like, let's not basically, lose sight. Basically, the bridge is my, my lost youth. But So once they put me into this guy's <laughs> shoes and I, and I figure out where I am, like I realize, oh my god, I'm just like two blocks away from the bridge. I gotta go to the bridge and... I'm in the game and I start running towards it and I'm shoving people out of the way and it's like I'm almost building up this like childlike excitement and then I round the corner and I get to the bridge and it looks shitty. There's like three <laughs> people on it. It's not it's, it's not modeled right. None of the signs are correct. I I, 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 I thought you were praising it. the game. <laughs> 
I know that kind of sound like when I went to Dry Tortugas in Assassin's Creed 4. I, and I, I was all like, giddy. Because it was finally story? a landmark I've, se- I've like seen in real life. This is like right. when and then the, it was just like another this, fort. It's like this, when this the last of us showed of... me glorious Salt Lake City with the <laughs> that turned into a jungle. Listen, I've seen the entire country do uh, the crew. But this story actually reminds me of uh, how Lucio felt about Black Flag when he was in the Caribbean. Yeah. That was what he was just talking about, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, is yeah. that what she said? I thought she said I thought yeah. she said GTA, GTA for some reason. Maybe I'm thinking GTA because GTA Five was like something where I was like, "Oh, now I can go check this out," what? and then I would go and see it. What? I remember you being very disappointed with the New York and GTA Four. So, were you upset uh, in the Caribbean, Lucio? That there were no pirates. Is that what bummed you out? <laughs> no, it's yeah, just like there's the sports, Florida. Uh-huh. That's called Red Tortugas that I've been to a couple of times. I've been camping there, and it's kind of cool. It's basically like an island fort. Uh, so, you know, as soon as I, I got in the area, I was like, oh, I, I see that it's in the map. So I want to check it out. And it's just like the same fort that they use for all the other forts. Mm. It's not yeah, like, you know, like, I, have a, like I, I told you, I have a friend who lives in, in Italy. He's, uh, he lives in Florence. And he basically can tell you that, you know, all of the buildings in Assassin's Creed 2 are pretty much one to one recreations. But you I guess know. by four, they, so you know, he's saying he's saying that they cared in one game and they didn't care in the right. one that he knew. Mm. I guess by four, they they just didn't give a fuck anymore. But but I, I do want to correct GTA Four actually did an amazing job of New York, and it was so amazing that I didn't want to play it because I was like <laughs> I could just fucking go outside. <laughs> but, Fair uh, enough. Fair so enough. In, in Yakuza, actually, really, it does a pretty good job of modeling these things. Like even in Osaka. Um, they have a lot of the landmarks done pretty well. Your character runs this big cabaret. I know exactly where it is. Uh, and they've got... This is this is something that's probably lost on most of the players, but they've got a lot of restaurants that I used to go to. And, you know, I can... One, you know, as you, as you take damage, you eat food to uh, get your health back. But you can go to these places that I used to go to and eat the food there. And it's... For me, it's, it's super nostalgic, and that's a lot of fun. But... Um, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it like the actual places, the names and all that? Too? Yeah, they're actual, they're actual chains. I can go to the convenience store and buy actual beers and buy actual snacks and things like that. So it, it, It's funny because that seems to be something that Japanese games do that Western games never do because Akiba's uh, trip was exactly the same. Because, uh, you know, we, we do have some Japanese stores in New York City. And I was like, oh, wow, this is that actual store. That's really interesting that they do that. Like, for example, you'll, you'll go to a bar in Yakuza and like I'll get a glass of Yamazaki 12 and the bartender will give me like a little sales pitch as he serves it to me. You know, like this is a finely blended whiskey from Kyoto, Japan, served in oak barrels. And... That's, kind of, that's kind of interesting. No, because you, you would never, you know, even in like American TV, most of the time you're just uh, you just get like a beer. And it just right. says beer right. in giant. Well, it's, it's not. It's just like, I, like, I, yeah, you go it's like some like, brand. Whatever. Like like the landmark is the same, but the restaurant is something like completely different. Right. Yeah. Right. You're going to you're going to get you're going to get like a Bloodweiser beer. Yeah. And you're <laughs> going to get it from Kansas fried chicken. That's <laughs> like but that's what it is in the West. So it's 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 cool that Japanese games do this that like, you know, that they they just go ahead and just. I, I just don't know how it works. So how, how that like I I can that's that's a monetary nightmare in, in America. So that's why we don't do it here. I mean, if I were a restaurant owner, I would be like fucking thrilled to have my my restaurant yeah, be cool. portalized, <laughs> right? That'd right? be cool. Yeah, but there's I mean, all these it, there's all these rules about like 
um, you can you can show my restaurant, but not if it's like this part. Um, yeah, that's true. He's, I, mm-hmm. And then and then it's like it's it's a, a, a ton of weird shit. Like, and it can only look good, and you can't ever make a fight happen outside it. Yeah, and stuff it's, like it's that. why we had it's why we had stupid shit like Gran Turismo when they finally got to use real cars, and they're like, you can do that, but the car can never be damaged. And so yeah. like you'd crash into a wall at ninety miles an hour, and the car just like bounces off of it because they yeah. didn't show. But any... that's why that's why like like more and more first person shooter games are just like making up their own gun guns so it's like you no longer have like a glock and like a vector chris you have you you have a block and you have like a Kector brits you know just making up shit now because the military has all these dumb restrictions and americans are just dumb about this shit so you, you're never going to get that cool bar experience like michael gets to have i'm never yeah. gonna I mean, get my pp7 in fact i'm playing valhalla now and one of the things that bothers me is that the drinks i've made up is like Give me a brandy teeny. I'm like, just fucking call it a martini. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even like a trademark. Don't say it. I don't want to find out it is a trademark and have someone sue us. Like, just like, you know, like uh, the whiskey and, and on the rocks is called a gut punch. And the um, the screwdriver is called a pile driver. And it's like, come on. I, I would have called a whiskey on the rocks gasoline on an ice. I mean, I guess pretty much what they're doing. What? Well, write them a letter. <laughs> let them, yeah. Better let them know they fucked that up. You know, now that you're not, now that you're talking about this, Stark Valley does a lot of the same fucking shit. Um, there's like I, I don't want to get too off topic, but like like instead of carrots, they're like orange sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like some stuff that's like there's some weird fantasy elements. So yeah, you will actually get something that's like. a um, uh, an Earth carrot or something weird like that, but there's a big evil corporation that's like Walmart meets Coca Cola. I guess that's just called Joja Cola, and it really fucking bugs the shit out of me. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, now I'm gonna crack open a nice ice cold Joja Cola and I mean, retire for the day. Of all the places that I don't, or like all the people I don't want coming for me, I think Coca Cola is pretty high on that list. Like, <laughs> that's, that's that's a good point. Like the only thing that would be like, I think the worst thing that you could ever do to yourself is like publish a picture in a newspaper of like Mickey Mouse fucking himself in the ass with a Coca Cola <laughs> bottle. I'm pretty sure that that's just the end of you. Like you don't. There's nothing. There's nothing left to do. So what's your let's let's uh let, let, let's let's uh, start moving on. So what what are your what are your thoughts on on Yakuza, Michael? Does it you say this is perhaps the best one you've played so far? So for it someone very well could be for someone like me who's never experienced it, is this the time? Is now now the time to to get it, to it? It may not be a bad time, especially because it is in the story. Uh, linearity. It's a prequel, so it takes place with a younger version of the main character. So. Uh, you'll miss a couple of the connections, not having played previous ones, but you'll still you'll you'll know what you need to get through the story. Um, and the setting works really well because it takes place during the Japan's bubble economy, where money is just flowing everywhere. Um, in fact, one of the interesting things they did was they started making you spend money in order to buy your upgrades. But you'll get into a fight, and like the worse you hurt someone, the more money they'll drop. So you'll get into a fight, and they'll drop like fifty thousand dollars. Which well, are they gonna hmm? say barf when you beat them? <laughs> no, sadly. <laughs> we can only wish. I, 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 I'm sorry because I don't want to uh, linger too long on this, but I had no idea that 
the stories of Yakuza's were connected like that. I assumed it was like GTA or some other. Um, no, no, you follow one main character, uh, Kiryu Kazuma, for most of them. So, oh, this is, interesting. Uh, this is his before story. So, so does that ever get stale, or like, is it always interesting? I mean, you got to go into it with a bit of. Uh, like, this is a series that has found a way to get this man to, like, have a shirtless rooftop battle, like, six separate times. But every, <laughs> but, but every time, it still works out to be to the point where you're kind of, uh, you're, you're excited for that battle. Like, they do really good villains. Like, when it's time for you to fight someone, you are super pumped for it because you hate that guy or you think he's really awesome and you want to see what he does. So uh, one kind of uh, last little question that I have for for somebody just getting into the series. If I play Yakuza 0, uh, is that going to be a bad move in the sense that it will kill the other Yakuza's? Because, you know, sometimes you play the newest game in a series and you go and play and then you go, you're like, I enjoyed that. I'll go play the old ones and the old ones suck comparatively. Yeah. Mm. It depends which ones you're going to play. Uh, three is actually where I started. Three is really good. Uh, four is not all that great. But like you probably couldn't go back to one and two, which were on the PlayStation 2 at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you could still probably do it. I would say probably for the casual player, you can play one of these games and probably get everything you need to out of the series. Um like I keep playing them because I keep I want to see what happens next. I like I said I really enjoy the characters, uh, but they're all pretty it's, similar. I, like this this game actually kind of still looks like it's on the PlayStation Three. Like they have they have not spent a whole lot of work. I, I, I on guess that I guess it's just interesting to me that you're still invested in this character and there's like so many games and I understand some of them are, are spinoffs, but that's still like what five six games about this one character and. You know, by the yeah. time we start reaching the third one, I start getting bored of them. You know, I'm like, I'm over them. He's such so a badass. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. You know, that's, that's why people watch he, he all those Rocky movies. He does seem like the type of character that Michael would love. He's a, he's a guy that likes to, like, solve his problems with his fists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't know that, Mike, that as long as I've known Michael, he's never told me a story about solving a problem with his fists. He does all the time. What are you talking about? He was talking about the other day when he went to a client that he punched him in the face and sealed the deal. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's how we do it on Wall Street. I I don't think that's how you do it on Wall Street. But, uh, uh, but, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to keep playing. Uh, I'm still, I've been taking my time with this entire thing. So I'm maybe like uh, 10% into the whole game. That's just because I'm I'm out there doing everything and enjoy really enjoying it. But I might have some. Isn't more that, isn't that nice, a nice feeling to just like really enjoy a video game? It's take your time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of like it's like being with an old friend, but I'm doing new and exciting stuff. It's it's really good. Hmm. Uh, what a what a, what a, what a time to be alive. And for once. Hey, speaking of disappointments, let's uh, let's shift. Good segue. Here. <laughs> let's shift gears a wee bit segway is this uh and, and we can we can chit chat just a, a wee bit about uh the new walking dead game oh finally i've been like wanting to do this for weeks jesus which, which by the way <laughs> uh i i want to say that um at least for me it's very very obvious uh that this is the property that telltale cares the most about 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. like it's really clear. The everything in it is, um, especially coming from Batman. Everything in this game is a dramatic improvement from there. The problem is, is that all the same Telltale problems are are still there with okay. it. Well, it's kind of like I mean, it's their flagship series, so I feel like you know, I feel like the Walking Dead was the first one where they pushed themselves a little bit in terms of the graphics and the engine, anyway. Uh, because if you look back at Back to the Future and Jurassic Park and all that, that it's they still look like the Telltale games that we know today, but it was still pretty uh, awful. And then I don't know. I feel like um, no, Wolf Among Us was still pretty high quality, but um, Walking Dead Two was the next one that was that kind of hit the high mark, and and Game of Thrones and um, Tales from the Borderlands. Well, Tales of the Borderlands is good. Um, it felt like you know, it, it feels like basically walking dead is the one where they push themselves or they push that tech and they make sure everything is really well polished. And then the other ones are just like, Oh yeah, let's just throw every toss everything into the engine and all that. And I think that's what you experience with Batman because Batman's still running off of that, um, other older generation and walking dead three is setting up this new one. Hey, but, I have a question. This is the first telltale game that I didn't play on an iPhone. Has really? the, has the mesh between the like CG graphics and the the comic backgrounds or comic parts has it always looked this bad? No. What, how do you how do you mean like like just just so, graphically or well they'll, they'll like zoom in on somebody's face and the face will look very weird because it's like you know uh, an actual like uh, you know model against what looks like a very oh. Kind of chintzy looking I, I, I uh, background. So, or... so, so to answer your question, um, in 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 in, uh, in season three, uh, the backgrounds are a lot better done. Yes, um, they're like I think they're the best backgrounds done of any um, Telltale game ever. The problem is that first of all, it's all very busy, and the fact that the the characters no longer really stand out against the background um, is a problem for me. And the other thing is like the <laughs> there's something that that bugs me just about the way that the camera moves. Like they they're trying to be some they're trying to be like a fancy TV show. I don't know how the Walking Dead TV show looks, but it reminds me of like um, 24 and um, and Prison Break and all that. How they shot this and it's just really kind of frenetic. While that at the same time, I'm going into a little bit of filmmaker stuff. At the same time, they don't understand what these shots they're using are doing. So they like have a fucking extreme close up. Um, a moment where someone is just giving exposition and it's boring and all that kind of stuff. So, 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 so to answer your question, yes, the backgrounds look better, but Telltale just does a really bad job of showcasing what they have. You know, on that on that subject, Michael and I were discussing this on Friday, Saturday. When did I see you? I saw you at some point. Saturday. Um, and um, we were talking about so. So first of all, uh, all of us have played it except Doug, and. Doug is the only person that I'm aware of who is completely immune to a spoiler of any kind. Um, I told him that Jesus died at the end of the Bible. Didn't phase him at all. He still read the whole Whoa, thing. Whoa, bro. <laughs> he still read the oh. whole thing like, cover what? to cover. Didn't I, didn't, I, didn't get, I didn't get that far yet. Well, hold up. I mean, he comes back. Oh, no, I ruined both the twists. <laughs> he comes back in a big way. He comes back in a big way. In a big way. So, um... Uh, anyway, uh, so my point being is we're going to go ahead and spoil this because you don't care, right, Doug? I don't give a fuck about this game. So, <laughs> so go right ahead. Wait, so Lucio, you, you played, played it? it? Lucio, Lucio left. Bye, Lucio. Uh, 
so Lucio does not care. Lucio had love to, you. Lucio had to go to bed. Uh, so, but no, there's this. Uh, just thinking of like camera movements and stuff like that. So two things. One, there's a lot more effort put into the camera in this game. It's very dynamic. It flies around the character and like spins around them and and uh, shows you action and stuff. Whereas in Batman, it's just like here's Bruce Wayne and he's in the middle of the frame and like that's what we know how to do. And he's always in the middle and like. Uh, but but anyway, the the thing about it is is they are. They oftentimes like telegraph things with their usage of the camera. So like, there's uh, at the end of the first chapter, your little your little niece gets capped in the head, and I mean the, the second you watch, well, I, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It, it is it is so telegraphed from like the camera perspective. Like you can tell immediately. It's not just the camera; it's everything. Well, yeah, that that's moment. that's it's true. Like... It's it's the staging. <laughs> it's where she's standing, and uh, but it's just I don't know. Like I I knew. I, so I, I want to because I want to talk about this camera and and like I understand what you're saying and 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 yeah that's it's 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 partly right that okay yes the camera is doing more and it didn't do a lot in Batman but at the same but I I feel like playing the uh, the uh, chapters one and two episodes one and two of this game have actually helped me nail down what has bugged me a whole hell of a lot and I don't know about video games recently. And it's the fact that video games like just try so hard to be to be filmmakers these days, and I don't mean that just in terms of your story, although that is a big problem for uh, Telltale games now. Um, but it's the fact that people use all these film techniques and they, that they just don't understand them, and they don't understand um, what they're for and, and how to use them effectively and all that. So, so I, I feel like The Walking Dead season three. Um, is just like kind of very epileptic, right? It, like it, it's just it's just going into seizures and all that kind of stuff with the camera. Like, yeah, you're doing all this cool stuff, but it doesn't really fucking mean anything because you know it's not real directing. It's you playing at being a director, and it and it really, really, really bugs me. And I, I think I think it's bugged me more than it has in any other video game. As much as we say it's annoying when that video games try to be movies, but this one is like a painful example of why that's a bad thing. And I think you know if they're going to continue in this direction, get some people that at least know what they're doing. Like you have the technical know-how, but get someone to tell you where the camera's supposed to fucking be instead of guessing at it. Yes. <laughs> hey Lucio, <laughs> you're back. Um, we thought you went to bed. No, I had to go to the bathroom. Just pee in your seat. No. Yeah, if you really cared about this podcast, what you would have done. You know, actually, that reminds me of a good story that I'll I only pee in the toilet show. or on Doc's face. <laughs> hey, okay. Name, name the time and the place. Well, he, <laughs> looks like looks like Trump's not the only one who likes a golden shower. <laughs> Hey, that's topical. That is, yeah, so that's you're, you're correct. Showers are very popular these days. Yeah. I know I couldn't have killed this at like the camera conversation because there's a lot of problems with this game. You know, I got to say, like overall, I don't think it's all that bad. I mean, it's uh, definitely... Okay. I mean, it's... it's it, it, so here's, here's, here's problem A, at least for me. I don't think I can tell whether or not it's going to be good or bad until I get further in, because I don't know whether or not anything I'm doing actually matters. And that, to me, it more doesn't. than anything it else, you know, I, I know, I know, in my in my heart of hearts, I know. But like, yeah. there's always this moment of wonder of like, you know, is that is that how it's going to work this time? There's a little shred of hope. You know, well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm not as forgiving as you two. I, I played it and I think I hated every minute of it and then i 
I'm glad I played it just so I can talk about how much I hated it on the podcast and, and compare notes with the two of you. But um, I really thought it was bad. And, and since no one's read my review yet, and since it's not being published until God knows when, I think the statement that I played is that like with The Walking Dead, I think these days, I think Walking Dead went from like this, this brilliant series people were excited about to the series that's that's really stupid and bad and and it went from something that about real zombie survivors to like to basically being fallout um and so i think these days people just hope for the best version of walking dead possible and i think compared to what the tv show tv show and the comic book currently are um season three of the telltale game is the best version of what's currently going on but that doesn't mean it's good you know, I mean, we all I think we all here agree that <laughs> The Walking Dead is bad, like in general, uh, and that like the two good entries that this game had were a fluke. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't, I don't think. But that's... I think we are we are in like the minority. I think everybody seems to fucking love The Walking Dead. Oh, oh yeah, like as far as the general public's reception to it. I mean, its ratings have gone down this season, but even then, like it's still wildly successful, and even the games. Uh, as well i mean like i said there's a there's a reason why this is their flagship product like it's the thing that people come to telltale for for the most part in- i will say this oh well all right in in season three how many years into the apocalypse do you think we are uh we're about three years in oh, yeah that sounds years. about that sounds about right it's not three years ten. It's like three. It's, no, it's not ten. It's, it's like three. three it's like three or four. or four years. You could track it. You can track it with Clementine. Yeah. I mean, just how know, how old do you think she is? She's what, like fourteen, fifteen? Thought she was older no, than that. She's, but... Yeah. Yeah. She's like she's like she starts at eight, and I believe she's either thirteen or fourteen in this series. So I'm just kidding. A little it? more than three. Or like years. seven. Yeah. yeah. All right. So six or seven years. I, I at this Clementine point, the age. survivors. The sur- there is no reason for all of these survivors to be so stupid. Oh yeah, there is right. though. There yeah. is. That's the that's the Walking Dead's greatest flaw as a whole is <laughs> is they actually have a problem that has some pretty obvious solutions most of the time. And so rather than come up with clever plot scenarios, they have to just make people do stupid things to drive the plot forward. No, guys, right. that's part of the I, zombie thing. It degenerates your brain to be a moron. <laughs> yeah. So so Clementine was was eight in a new day, and she's thirteen and ties that bind part one. Okay, so about five years. Um, so I, I, you know, and actually looking at Clementine's age has given me um, another huge problem with it. It's like, like, like I feel like I feel like Clementine is most directly comparable to Rick, right? Rick Grimes, and and that's because I feel like there's a point that these characters reach where that's kind of like the height of where the character is allowed to go within The Walking Dead. Um, and then they just kind of stagnate and flatline, and they just become this angry, grizzled character. And 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 yeah, okay. So the world is hard, right? But look at this at this perspective. Clementine comes into season three with this attitude of like, oh, I don't trust people. Like everyone's a monster, and I got to use my you know my my shotgun to rob them and get by and all that kind of stuff. But where is that coming from? Because in the first game. Uh, Lee did everything in his power to protect them, and then Lee passed her on to Omid and Krista, who were basically her new parents. Um, and then from there, you know, she has uh, Kenny or Jane or Luke, and and all three of them are doing their very best to look out for their well-being. So everyone this girl has met has basically done everything in their power to like to, like be a, a good parent to them, even if they were 
ultimately incapable of it. So it's not like there was like the sudden deep mistrust that was instilled in her. That that's not the past several games we played. And and so like you know this this new Clementine that's just mistrustful and cold and all that shit. She doesn't work for me. They're trying very hard to make her a hard ass, and it's just it's not very easy to buy from a from a fifteen year old girl. See, but that's how I played. That's how I played season two, as I was bitch Clementine, and so like for the most part, this just seems like a natural evolution for me. Uh, but hmm. I, I had wondered a little bit whether or not importing my save made a difference on her personality, because I did notice that she's really standoffish and and really sharp this go around, and I thought like, well, maybe they took my season two stuff. Again, giving people the benefit of the doubt. I was like, maybe they, <laughs> maybe they, maybe they did like a Mass Effect, and they're like, oh, it's Renegade Clementine. But no, it's just they just, you know. And I, it's I, just sorry. That's how, that's who she is in this season. That's just how it goes, I guess. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it, I think it's kind of you and I don't agree on this, but I, I agree with you in the sense that I think she reached like her character apex, where like there's nowhere to go but hardened <laughs> asshole, like like Rick right. Grimes. But unlike Rick Grimes, I think the smart thing they're doing is they, I think maybe they see that, and so they're pushing her to the background. Um, but but then if that's if that's true, what what is it that's supposed to be interesting about Javier? Because he doesn't interest me at all. I'll be honest, and and I feel like and I feel like the reason he doesn't interest me at all is because they just go for the cheap tricks with him. It's like we knew we saw from a mile off that his niece was going to fucking die. You know, it's like you know, oh, and it's like oh my god, the little girl's dead. Isn't that so sad? The only, the only thing sadder than killing a little girl on screen is like killing a puppy, and that's like that's just like the cheap emotional thing. And I don't, I you know, there's there's nothing to it. And now the. Uh, I, I saw the brother coming back from a fucking mile away. Like the second, the second that he got a second flashback, the second that I saw him at the start of episode two, I'm like, he's going to come back and he's going to be the major antagonist. And so they're just going for like all the cheap shit. So it doesn't feel like Javier is a well thought out character. And it feels like he's just like another fucking empty show and he, show and he might as well be in 400 days for all that matters. Here's, here's what I'd say about that, which is the... Uh, the place where they leave us at at the end of the second episode. So, so to to recap, if anybody cares and hasn't actually played the game, you have you have a brother, you have a pretty strained relationship with him that you see via flashbacks, and, and then, you're fucking his wife. Uh, and then in the future, you discover that he's actually the leader of this, um, you know, like kind of gang that you're going up against. Uh, and so here's here's what i would say about it there's there's a good thing and a bad thing um the bad thing is is that this is pretty much just retreaded territory this concept yeah, of like 100 this concept of like the love triangle between these two close people and this but having said that in the i don't know what you're talking about shane in, in the walking dead <laughs> in the in the show uh or the comics for that matter that's actually the thing that worked the best uh, ever, it's the best I, thing the I, I show understand. ever had was the Rick Shane Laurie thing, and so like yeah, and you're right about that. Bringing bringing that back is like kind of hacky, but at the same time, it's like well, you, you know what else could you have done? <laughs> like, but yeah, but that's that's that, that's kind of the point. I I feel like you know with with Walking Dead season one, Telltale. So so basically, the whole point of my review is that I'm going to hold Telltale to a higher standard than most people are going to do it. Like yes, yeah, like again. It, it, what you're saying about how with Shane and Rick and Lori, that was kind of like the best stuff. Um, so, and, the, and then we get to the video game and we hope for like the best version of the Walking Dead in the video game because so far that's been fairly consistent. 
Um, but I, I don't think Telltale gets a pass for that. And I don't think they get a pass for that because the story that they initially told with Clementine and we and all that was so interesting and different and compelling. And yeah, there were like, there were like the father child relationships in the walking dead before, but it wasn't quite what me and Clementine had where it was like this like unfit ex convict, uh, take care of this little girl. And it didn't impact players, you know, um, uh, like that before. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's like a, 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 a spate of games that happen all at once where, it's like, oh, it's father and daughter time. It's the father and daughter video game, and your act, your your actions are going to matter via your daughter, you know. And it's like, uh, um, but I feel like Clementine and Lee is the one that did that the most emotionally. Uh, so I think it, you know, I don't, I, I don't think, I, I, I think after having something that 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 starts at that an emotional high, and that has you like execute a fucking cannibal. Because, of course, you're mad, you're pissed off, you're a player, this guy hurts you and your friends, and that's what you do in video games. And then you look to your le- to your right, and then there's, there's this little girl, and it's like, come in time, you remember that, we'll remember that, and like, oh, holy shit. Um, and then you just get to part three, and it's like, hey, we're going to retell the first comic book, and that's boring. I mean, everything here is, everything here, every single thing is diminishing returns. There's only so many times that you can escape a zombie horde and have it be exciting. There's only so many times that you can kill a person uh, and have that be compelling. There's only so many times they can make a person horrible. And like, there's only such a horrible person they can make and they've, they've made it. Like there's nowhere else to go. There's no more awful things that someone can do. How and yet he keeps showing up. Uh, but, how but, together do they have? Like, how together is society at this point? But what yeah. I was what I was gonna say is beyond that the Not other much. the other big diminishing return we have is there's only so many times that you can make a game that says it's about choice where none of your fucking choices matter. <laughs> there's a I am well, and then, and then that gets <laughs> to, I think that gets us back to like the whole Mass Effect thing because you know uh, the 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 second game gave us the illusion that our choices mattered and all that and then by the third game it was over it's like yeah this is bullshit. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's so many problems. I feel like I, I, I want to revisit, revisit what Michael said because, you know, it, it, he said something about Clementine being a hard ass. But Clementine is a lot more than a hard ass in this game. She is literally solid fucking snake in this video game. And I like I understand that she's a, a, um, a teenage girl who grew up in a hard world, but... I really do feel like her edge is too hard. And, and to the point where I watched some of her executions, some of her takedowns of zombies, and I fucking laughed my ass off. Like, I know it's supposed to be badass, but I just found it comedic because, you know, this is some fucking Rambo shit. I think I think they are uh, going outside of the age group the where I would buy into a lot of what they're doing with her. Like, for me, it wasn't even the action set pieces. It was really her exchange with the guy who sells her the faulty bullets. Oh, yes. <laughs> that whole thing, like... I mean, all of it. And and then on top of it, her accidentally shooting him doesn't really make her endearing. It kind of makes right. her just like an asshole. <laughs> like, it makes her an asshole. It makes her like uh, Kenny Part 2, only she's not even as interesting because she's not crazy. Like he was, she's just like there in a jackass, and it's like you know. And then, and then I think the choices are kind of the worst they've ever been because it's basic. The choices basically go um, side with Clementine or throw Clementine under a fucking bus, 
<laughs> like, I don't know who's going to, even if you come into this game blind, right? If you see a black man um, holding no, a gun where? to a fucking child's head, <laughs> it's like, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to kill that guy. You can't trust black people. <laughs> right. That's what I did. I don't know what everyone else did. But I don't, it's no like, no one would side with that guy. Come on. He was... <laughs> I, I will know, say, like, I think like... this is the uh, the first Telltale game where, at least for these first two episodes, I have been in the majority with every single choice that I made. That's, uh, yeah, that's funny, because I think... So I've basically, it got a lot less ambiguous, is what you're telling me. But yeah, like, I felt like choices it are just flat, flatly like, stupid. It's like, you know, and that's like literally the choice. This guy, he takes a gun to your nephew's head, and he's like, hey, I have an idea. Let's take Clementine to some people. We don't know what they did to her. They might be cannibals. They might be rapists. They might want to murder her for whatever reason. Let's take Clementine and give her to these guys. And if you don't, I'm going to shoot your nephew in the head. And the game is like, do you want to side with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you are like, yes. He looks like he's in the up and up. <laughs> well, I mean, he's obviously got the world figured out better than you. He's quite the charmer. He seems trustworthy. That's, um, I mean, that, that that is that is part of the problem for sure. <laughs> I I feel like um, I feel like, however, I I fall in the minority a little bit more this time around. I I found myself kind of being the outlier, but the huh. reason for that, and there is a very specific reason for that, is because I know it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I just choose what I want instead of what feels right. Yeah, so, that's what. Well, that's that's how I've been it, playing. So it, it's like, it, the, the game's like, do you want to smoke the weed or do you want to pass? I'm like, I'm gonna smoke the fucking weed. The game's like, do you want to sleep with your brother's ex-wife or do you want to do the honorable? I'm like, I'm gonna fucking sleep with her. Yeah, like, it's not gonna come back to my because it's not gonna ass. matter anyway. Because even if you, <laughs> if you don't sleep with her, you're just gonna get blamed for it anyway. Because they'll they'll see like your pants somewhere or something. But I mean, like if the game popped up in the next episode with like kill Jesus or don't kill Jesus, I'm gonna kill Jesus because I know he won't die. <laughs> just he won't die. He right. won't. He won't die. Well, that's what. That's of how course that's not. He's the king of kings, man. Well, I know. You, you He's still gonna die. I don't, I, know, I don't know what you guys did when you met Jesus, but when I met Jesus, I didn't know who he was. I was like, tie him up. And then the next scene, it was like, hey, what's your name? I'm Jesus. And by the way, I magically got out of my handcuffs. So like, my choice instantly didn't matter. <laughs> I could have like, just said, okay, I'm not, I'm going, I'm not, I'm going to keep them out of the handcuffs and it's going to be exactly the fucking same thing. And I mean, I've said this about uh, Telltale Games before, but like, that's the other big problem is you can even do some of the bullshit they do with the choices, but you just got to wait a little longer. <laughs> like you can't, <laughs> most of the things that you do unravel themselves within, uh, within the one episode. Like I, I, I don't know this cause I didn't try it, but I'm assuming that situation Jay was talking about where the black guy wants to turn in Clementine. If you go back and side with him, I'm guessing he just dies anyway, right? Like, yeah, I'm guessing he dies. Clementine you know, just kills just... him and runs off. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm betting that's exactly what happened. And it's going to be like, Clementine's mad at you, but it's not going to matter because episode three uh, needs to anyway. And that's the other thing that really bugs me about this. Clementine keeps talking about, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. After this, I'm out of here. I'm going to go. I'm going to leave. Bye. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it for all. I'm bye. I'm going to go. And I, at one point, I'm just like, just bitch, just leave already. <laughs> she just wants you to appreciate her. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> so um, anyway, it's 
it's not off to a fantastic start. I don't know if I hate it as much as Jay, but uh, it, it's definitely. I guess here's here's the big issue. Uh, it's more of the same, and mm-hmm. uh, and at this point, like you know every trick they have. So right. if, if that doesn't phase you, if that doesn't bother you, there are lots of things that I can enjoy. Uh, over and over again, even though I have a deep knowledge of them, you know, like if I eat a Twinkie, I'm not upset because it tastes like a Twinkie. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> this is fine. But uh, after you've had three of them, I don't know if you're going to want another one. I, uh, I think the problem with Total Games is that relies so much in narrative um, that you really do need to be like surprised once in a while for them to really work. There's just no surprises left. They can, the, they kill the most innocent, like, sweet character they can and you're like oh yeah of course that's what you did yeah i go that's whatever like what here's a real question for us to finish on maybe what could they do in the next episode that would just blow your mind kill clementine See, that's pretty much it no yeah. that's pretty obvious actually i i was just about to say i feel like i'd be like well, of oh, course right, that's you did we that. had this conversation we were like if, if, they, if they if they do kill clementine we're gonna be like that's super obvious, and if they don't kill her, yeah, then we're so. gonna be like, yeah, really, what they? Okay, all right. So here's my suggestion then. Clementine shows up at the encampment and is like, "Hey, I'm back, but now I'm gonna leave again." But then before she can, a portal opens up, and she and Javi go back to the Middle Ages. Okay. What do you think of Liking that? It. That's a, I, I, that's I, a pretty big I, I, noggin spinner. I, I, I Do we have to find the Necronomicon? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Is they get chainsaw arms? <laughs> I think I, I, think I actually have have a, a, a serious answer to to this question because I know it feels like Telltale can't write anymore. They probably can't. And you know, I'm looking at their I'm looking at their gains and I'm looking at their hits versus their misses. And I'm starting to be of the opinion that they've had a lot more misses than hits. I'm starting to I'm starting to feel the opinion that they got lucky. With Walking Dead season one, uh, I want to I want to add to this discussion the fact that the people who wrote the original Walking Dead game aren't a Telltale anymore. Oh, are they not? Mm. No, oh, they, well, that's like something they made your favorite game of last year, Jared. What What did they make? Firewatch. Firewatch. Oh yeah. Why do you have to <laughs> say it like that? He said it like that. I didn't say that. <laughs> it's sexier to say it like that. It's, just, uh, no, it's a sexy game. Dugginess. Huh. I guess I, I I guess I don't know. I I, I I really feel like the choice at this point is gonna be it's gonna come down to whether you start siding with Clementine or you start siding your with your asshole brother. Yeah. Uh, it's it's at this at this point, it's like the cake is kind of dropped off the floor and, and they just have to pull out the parts that will still taste good and aren't full of dirt and all that shit. Um, I, I I want to see something that makes me like Clementine again. I honestly do, because I spent two games with her, and I loved her for two games, and now, you know, she comes into this game, and they're, they're actively making me hate her ass. So, I don't know, whether it's a romance with your stupid, forgettable nephew, or if it's something uh, nice that she does, like, lead character, rather than oh, just Clementine saying, has the romance. I thought you meant the main character. God, okay, that would surprise me. me. <laughs> That's a good surprise. <laughs> hey, Gabe, come here. Let me show you something. <laughs> I, I guess I guess that is a surprise. Uh, uh, it's a surprise for Clementine, all right. Uh, <laughs> Everybody gets surprised. <laughs> Everyone gets surprised. No, I was just saying, I, I just want a game that does something to make me like Clementine because cause this, this fucking phantom pain Clementine's not working for me. 
and I think, so, be, and I think what can surprise me is that this is not Clementine, but it's Venom Clementine. And the real Clementine is somewhere else. Oh, what if Clementine gets her arm cut off and Javi grafts it to his arm and then he becomes Clementine. <laughs> he becomes Clementine. And then he fights his brother on top of a boat. That that would be great, actually. Old would, Clementine a five and out of five. old Kenny fighting on top of him. <laughs> See, there's a bunch of ways they could take this. What a bunch of idiots. Come on, Telltale, get on it. This is one of those series where it'd be it'd be pretty good if it just went totally off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. That that would that would save it. I mean, I think, like I said, to, to some degree, I think they're just trapped by the property. Like, there's just not a lot of surprises left that The Walking Dead has in it. Um, just in, just in general, mm. even even the show is very clearly like the, spinning its there's, wheels. There's so point. much you can do with a zombie story, right? Like uh, the zombie story is basically. Yeah, humans are the real assholes. And once you explore that concept a couple of times, I mean, that's it, man. And it's time to go completely off the rails. Yeah, yeah. then you, you need know, to like, do like the, Army of Darkness. That's the only like well, and, I zombie mean, series that's still the good. Problem, the, the, the problem is everyone everyone got addicted to money, and that's the problem with the Walking Dead series. I feel like Robert Kirkman, uh, you know, he was doing this indie route, and he probably had an idea in mind and all that kind of stuff, and you know, because in the comic books, they tease all these fucking endings. There are all these endings where you're like, okay, finally, this is it. It's going to wrap up. And now it's been going, I don't know how many years this, the comic has been going on for now. But it's been a long time because I feel like I was in college when I started reading them. Um, and it's like, oh, they're going to go to Washington, D.C. and get the cure. And, and I know we talked about this a little last time. They're going to go to Washington, D.C. get the cure. They're going to go to prison and find a safe haven. And it just keeps fucking going. Um, and, the, and this actually brings me to another big point. Um, but uh, I'll just say that, you know, Robert Kirkman got addicted to the money. He liked that Walking Dead money. And the, and the uh, FX like the Walking Dead money. And Telltale likes the Walking Dead money. But the other point that I think is 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 real hard for me at this point is that in Walking Dead, it is impossible. And this is why I want to like Tim Clementine. But it is impossible for me to start caring about new survivors. So, like, when Mariana um, was shot through the head, I didn't fucking care. Not only because it was the low-hanging fruit. But because, you know, the survivors in Walking Dead are so revolving door, you know, they are so finite and temporary. I think at mm. first, the first couple of deaths are like shocking and all that kind of stuff. So when Duck dies in the first games, that's shocking. When like someone dies in Rick's survivor group for the first time, that's shocking. But by the time like Rick and Clementine have like a brand new band of brothers, you don't care <laughs> anymore. You're like, these guys aren't going to be around long. You know, something that uh, George Romero did, uh, because, you know, he's he's our our zombie father, right? Like came up with the, the, the whole the whole shebang. And you can even see in his movies how quickly the idea loses its luster, because right. by the third movie in the in the dead series, he's already looking into like can zombies think and like <laughs> he's doing all kinds of weird st- like have you guys seen day of the dead where like yes i have we're like yeah. one of those and, like where they're just in the shopping mall well, well day of the dead's the one underground where the scientist oh, he's like working with the zombie and like teaching him things and then the scientist yeah. dies ah, and the right, zombie, yeah, yeah yeah the zombie gets a gun and kills the person who killed his scientist friend in revenge and like <laughs> So, I mean, like, that's all it took. It took three movies, and Romero was like, we got to think of something new. <laughs> like... Well, I, I, I think what was, what was the, um, the, um, the Romero knockoff series? The, the return, what was it? Tromaville. Um, 
I don't know. Of the dead or something. There's I, like some. It might. The, um, the island of Doctor Moreau. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll get it real quick because I know we're probably uh, running up on time. Uh, thinking... Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead is what I'm thinking of. And like, so Return of the the first Return of the Living Dead is a pretty straight zombie film, but then you get to Return of the Living Dead three, and it's about this guy's girlfriend, and the girlfriend is like going through changes and all that kind of shit, and she starts getting really emo. And she starts getting herself like all these weird piercings and hurting herself and cutting herself. And it turns out she's a zombie. And for whatever reason, she gets she can only feel things by mutilating herself. So we've long lived past the idea. So here are the zombies, and here's like society dying. And now and now it's like just about um, how does a person transition to being a zombie while also being an emo goth girl? So yeah, I, I, I think I think what you're saying is absolutely right. I think I think that. Uh, uh, zombies have like a very very finite lifespan. Look at look at look at the Resident Evil. Look at the Resident Evil. Yeah, look how fa- look how movies. fast Resident Evil gave up on it. Like shit. <laughs> they were actually now you mentioned it, Jared. You know what uh, would make The Walking Dead good again? Liquors. No, just oh. get Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, sure. Actually, yeah. yeah okay, a Bruce little Campbell. bit of camp. Let's get some camp in <laughs> there. It's so fucking Just fucking serious. get Bruce Campbell oh to do Ash and let me play as Ash and I think that would be... And no, Jesus does not count as camp, by the way. I just want to see Clementine with the chainsaw arm now. That would be that would make it good. And see, that way it mirrors Lee because Lee had cut off his hand. So she cuts off her hand, but she's like, now I'm also going Tribute. to get a chainsaw no. arm. So James. I have the next book in the title is uh, Regiment of Obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, like I said, they gotta they gotta do something because what they're doing now just just it's not going to fly forever. Or, or what maybe they gotta it will. do is stop. Maybe it will. That's the well. thing is this engine doesn't really seem to slow down. So who are we to talk? Maybe they can just keep yeah. doing the same shit. These people, uh, like as far as I know, the, um, well, the we, feedback has been fairly positive on this game. So I mean, again, not to circle back here to Twinkies, but like they haven't had to change them. People keep buying them. So no, but they did stop them for a while. Oh, I guess yeah, that's, actually, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The we whole did. company went under because people weren't buying Twinkies anymore. <laughs> well, because <laughs> no, the greedy factory workers wanted to unionize. Yeah, well, there's a lot of problems. All right. Well, maybe Telltale will want to unionize, and then we won't have to put up with them anymore. But so what I, you're saying said, is that I am I'm calling it now: Guardians of the Galaxy, Game of the Year 2017, because there's no way they're oh, going boy. to make the same mistakes a ninth time. <laughs> Uh, oh, I can't wait to see a game that has the same quality level as Batman. Looking forward to it. Right. I, I, I can imagine right now, Star-Lord has to make a, a compelling choice between Groot and Rocket Raccoon. When are they going to release uh, Batman anyway? They still haven't finished it. But yeah, they have. I mean, I just haven't played it. Oh, is it out? Episode 5? Yeah. It's yeah. Not. So. yeah. Their random choice engine broke down. Oh, I guess I need to play it. I've yeah, I actually out. meant to play it and then I deleted Batman off my heart. So, Batman completely uh, accidentally. Okay. It's been out for like a month. Yeah, it's been out a while. Shit. So, all right, well, you really have been like not paying attention to it. Yeah, and like, the scores do not look good for the final product. So, hip hip hooray! You know, I can't wait have to fun. see. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'll give it a, I'll give it a try. It's one of the few things I've been able to make time for is my good friend Batman. 
All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that puts a pretty bow on it for us uh, here at the Enemy Slime Podcast. So thank you for joining us tonight. Um, if you haven't already, go check out our website. It's enemyslime.com. Uh, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at the Enemy Slime on both of those services. And I think send us mean emails. Send us mean emails. Uh, contact yeah, at enemyslime.com. I, I, I just have to say. That with having good friends like the ones on the Enemy Slime podcast, I don't trust people anymore. And now I'm going to go and shoot a guy in a bar. Oh, you could trust me if there was a zombie outbreak. <laughs> I wouldn't trust me. Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably eat you. That's actually probably fair. All right. Well, good night, everybody.